to the United States. Yes. She's been here for two weeks and yes. is leaving next week. Yes. And yeah, we've been hanging out, having a good time. It's yes. Been, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yes. I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> um, yeah. How did, well, how about we just go into that? How do you, how did you, how do you feel being back in the U.S.? Um, I feel great for the first time. I, we've talked about this, but I think I want to move back. Um, why? Because all the chess pieces has been, have been laid out. Um, explain that. I mean, I know <laughs> what you're talking about, but, you know, the listeners. The so, mutually, by the way, Paige is wearing um, a mutually awkward shirt, a sweatshirt. Yes. Or a long sleeve shirt. And for my Christmas gift, I got a mutually awkward t-shirt. And for your Christmas gift, you can, too, get a mutually awkward t-shirt. You just have to let us know. Yeah. But anyway. Anyways. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so all my friends, I mean, they've all moved back from various places back to L.A., and now Vince is hanging out with all my other friends, and I found a boxing gym by my mom's place, and the roller derby, local roller derby team, they moved like 10 minutes from my mom's house, so I just feel like all the chess pieces are in place for me to move back. Like how literally I ran into one of your best friends on the train, couple of weeks ago, we were both coming home from work, the same commute. Um, I don't know if at this point if this counts, but your sister lives really close. Yeah. Maybe that's not a chess piece anymore, considering <laughs> you guys have been going back and forth for this whole past couple of weeks. Um, but everyone lives very close to each other, and everyone's just like hanging out with each other, and I'm feeling really left out. So I want to be part of this happy group. And bam, and then that would, I, see, I'm for that for many reasons, because I miss you, most of all. Aww. I was actually getting really sad thinking about you leaving again. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really sad yeah. too. I'm sad. But on the plus side, it will make editing these podcasts so much fucking easier, because it would just be one file to deal with. <laughs> so you're like, mostly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying that, you know, because since we're doing the podcast, that's going to be one plus, you yes. know? That, and that's not, that was another thing too, like... Because Vince and I, we've started all these projects together, like the podcast and the zine, and 
the main reason we started these was to like work on them together and lately we haven't been able to really work on them together it's kind of been like far away and which is it was, it was fun like before but now it's like but the whole point was like working on it yeah. like collaborating together well, on mutually it, yeah. awkward was created purely because i was moving yeah that was yeah so that would be actually be taking the podcast to a whole new level yes to yeah. like a normal show yeah, a normal podcast <laughs> yeah so our it'll take our interesting unique concept and make it normal it would be fun it would be fun i don't even know if you remember this but you remember like we used to have the sunday podcasting so we podcast and then go eat somewhere yeah yeah that would be so pretty... we could bring that back yeah yeah and then like yeah it would be like a whole new podcast dynamic like right now, I think we're trying. I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm podcasting with someone live. I haven't done this in so long. I know, long. me too. I was like, do I have to make eye contact? <laughs> <laughs> Even though we make eye contact all the time, like yeah, like when we're bigger. talking normally. But I forgot what it was like. Because like, I just, I'm used to staring at your like icon of a, a beer can. <laughs> Is it a beer? Oh, that says Vince. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to staring at that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, it's been an interesting Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. You went to a wedding. Yes. Yeah. And I now, I'm pro weddings, everyone. This is something you might not know about me, but I was like anti-weddings before. I just felt like I didn't see the point in a wedding. It's really expensive. And I'm like, why is this supposed to be a special day where blah, 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 like you spent all this money. But after going to this wedding and I was part of the wedding, I was the maid of honor, um, I realized the importance of a wedding, which is to have friends from all different parts of your life come together on a, a nice special day and celebrate. Everyone's happy. The food is amazing. Um, was it one of those chicken and chicken or beef weddings? Everyone got, well, I, I think there was a pescatarian at our table, so she got just fish. But everyone got steak and fish, and it was delicious. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. So I, so I've already planned my dream wedding, um, and yeah, I'm um, I'm ready. Why don't you explain what this dream wedding is? <laughs> Let us don't keep us in suspense. So my dream wedding does what, it involve wait? Does it involve seals? No. Or dolphins. Why? I don't know. I think animals would just make things more fun. That is, you know what? I'll add would animals be, to my my cat. There should be cats, like you know. Oh my like, gosh! Because you know when you're walking down. You could have, like, two, like, kind of, like, Greek-looking pedestal things and have a cat. I mean, maybe eat, like, you could oh have God. spider and, they, and then your mom's other cat. No, I think spider should officiate the wedding. He should walk down. <laughs> he, should, he, yeah. he should walk me down the aisle. He should walk down with a ring on his back. And then he, oh, but it would be funnier if he officiated the wedding. Like, he just sits there and he's like... <laughs> and you were like, yes. <laughs> I think anyone could get a license to do that, so pretty yeah, much. Yeah, but wouldn't it be funnier... If my cat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to add that to my dream wedding. My cat will officiate the wedding. Um, But, so the dream part, or the wedding part, will take place um, at this park by my mom's house, which is the park I had my first birthday. So, for me... so when you were one? Yes, when I was one years old. So, you remember that birthday? I vaguely remember it. Did you ever have any other birthdays at that park? Yeah, I probably had other ones. But, (laughs) but... I, it was my first documented birthday, and I was at this park. And um, I remember on that birthday, I don't, I don't really remember it, but sort of, okay, kind of, like, I had my little playpen, 
Yeah. And then they put another kid in there, and I got really mad at the kid, and I like, kept pushing him like to the ground because I was like, "You're in my pen." <laughs> and that's what I remember from my, that birthday. So I want to have because I figured, you know, weddings are expensive. So if we have at the local park, how expensive could that be? Would you see that as making it full circle? Yes, because it's like I have my first birthday there, and then I have my wedding. I could have my funeral there. Yeah, like, just, I, I was about to say, like, because having your wedding there would not make it full circle. You would have to have your funeral yeah, you there. Yeah, you know what? I have my funeral there, too. I'll put that in my last will and testament. And there's, like, this rec center by the park. So I was thinking about, and it looks like a gymnasium. So I was thinking about renting it and then making the interior look like the scene from Rushmore when Max Fisher has his... You've seen, you've seen Rushmore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Directed by Wes Anderson, one of his best movies. Yes, yes. So the theme, I guess, might be Wes Anderson theme. I don't know. But like... So all the utensils would be like really straight. Yes. Oh my gosh, like yes. So it looks like you're walking onto this, the final scene from Rushmore when everyone comes onto the dance floor to dance. So I'll be coming... Oh, I should walk out to that song. I, the, you know what? I think when I'm editing this podcast, I'm going to be putting some of the Rushmore soundtrack underneath this. Yeah, you could, you could, okay, so now you, you play that one song. You know. Yeah, but not that song. It's, it's the last song. I'll send it to you. Oh. Okay, so that song. I know the song. Okay, I come down, I skate down. I'm gonna skate down the aisle to that song. And then, um. Oh, oh, granddad. Said women are bitter way, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. And then, um. Yes, and then the, there, I want a live band, because that would be super cool, a live band that plays music, and at one point it turns into like karaoke with the live band. And then Jeems should play. And then Jeems should have a performance, and then all my close friends have to perform for me. And then we'll podcast live at the And then wedding. we'll do a live, and no, the whole, throughout the whole wedding, wedding, you should just be like podcasting live, <laughs> you're like an announcer, and you're in the background like, and now she walks down the aisle. And I'll just be making like commentary over it too. Like, <laughs> look at like wow, look at great aunt Miss Aunt Chen. I don't know. She's dressed horribly. That is not. <laughs> I don't think great aunt Chen will be at my wedding. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's not invited. <laughs> my okay, and then but the also the food will just be like all the foods I want to eat, like my favorite food. So there'll be plenty of eggs. There will be like an instant noodle buffet. Would there be like there should be like a thing of soft boiled eggs, scrambled eggs, hard boiled. A tea eggs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What other kind of eggs do I like? Egg sandwiches. Egg sandwiches. A frittata. Oh, my wedding cake could just be a frittata, like a a, a seven layer frittata. <laughs> and you know, even cake, you need eggs to make cake. Yeah. So, so just be the eggiest. I'll put like a hundred eggs into my cake. Yeah. It'll just be the densest cake you've ever eaten in your life. <laughs> And then, um, and then for dessert, we'll have strawberries with condensed milk. Mmm. Okay. Oh, and the drinks will be like Thai iced tea and apple cider and liquor, I guess. And the food? Is the food? The non-egg food. Oh, the non-egg food. Noodles? What do you mean non-egg food? Yes, it'll be a noodle buffet. Noodle? No, there will be different, all my only, like my favorite noodles. So you could build your own like noodle soup. <laughs> it would be like a pho yes a ramen one yes yes and then um um yeah and um yeah that's about it yeah and um I kind of want lasers 
Like, like a laser show? Maybe you need a smoke machine too. Oh, dude, I want a smoke machine. Yeah. I want to. I want it to be like before I come out, there would be smoke everywhere. Well, you know, I had a friend last year. She got married, and her and her husband they they walked down to the Game of Thrones theme song. <gasps> That's rad. And that last month they got divorced. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. So this was the wedding that you, your favorite, what, the first wedding you went to? No, no, no. This was a wedding that happened, not last summer, the summer before. I was still in Hong Kong, so I didn't go, but. <laughs> and they got divorced? Yeah. I don't know why I threw that out there, but yeah. No, well... I, I think we talked about the other wedding on the podcast, the one I went to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was like, wait, yeah. you told me about this wedding, and no, I didn't no, know they got they're divorced. No, no, they're going to be, they're, man, they're John, John and Jessica, they're beautiful together. Okay. And yeah, that actually made me like, well, first of all, I would always say weddings are lame, even though I had never been to one. Mm-hmm. So that was my first time attending a wedding. Uh-huh. Now, after leaving that, I didn't leave with so much as like, oh, I want my wedding to be something. I, I left point where I was like, well, I could go to more of these. Yeah, dude, time. you're going to have so much fun at my wedding. You're going to have a fucking blast. My wedding will just like, it will just be so fun. It's just a, a day of fun. You should have like a roller a roller rink there. Yeah. Me. Okay, so afterwards, instead of dance, oh, so instead of dancing, you could dance or you could roller disco, which is basically dancing on skates. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. A guest can bring their own skates, or I can you can rent out skates, dude. Yeah, that's like fucking cool. <laughs> this is like the ultimate. I'm creating the ultimate dream wedding right now. So, what if the person you marry has completely different ideas for a wedding? He's just like, you know what? I actually want a traditional church wedding. I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, <laughs> marry somebody who would want a traditional church wedding. <laughs> that just wouldn't even be possible. <laughs> He could have. He has input. I will take them into consideration. <laughs> My dream wedding is a cheap wedding, uh-huh. which would just take place at the office where you just sign it, and then uh-huh. they'd be like, "All right, I guess that's good enough." And then we'll just go get maybe like some in and out afterwards. Pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, pizza too. Yeah. Didn't you want it in Maine? Oh I don't know. I feel kind of weird saying that, though. Why? Because it feels weird to be a dude and say, oh, this is what I think it should be. You know, that's a, that's a thing, like, and actually, that's why I was so anti-weddings before, because I thought, like, oh, of course I'm supposed to have a dream wedding. And actually, as a kid, I never did, um, because I, I actually thought, I thought weddings were gross. Like, I was like, oh, you have to stand up in front of people, and then you have to kiss in front of all these people. How embarrassing and disgusting is that? So I as a, I remember my first impression of weddings was watching 101 Dalmatians. And just With be, Pongo and all. Yeah, and then when they get married, I was like, ew, I have to do that, like, someday. And I was With like, dogs looking over you. And I was like, I'm never getting married. So I've actually never liked weddings for the longest time. And I've been in several weddings as, like, a flower girl and stuff like that. But, um, but that's why I feel like well, dudes, like, you're supposed to, aren't, don't they pay for part of the wedding, too? Like, no, well, traditionally, it's supposed to be the wife's father. Okay, but usually, pays for everything. no one does that anymore, right? Um, I mean, I, I would feel bad if, like, it's, not everyone marries a girl with a rich father. Yeah. Most people don't. I mean, would my father pay for my <laughs> yeah. wedding? I yeah. kind of doubt it. I'm already, like, would he be... I didn't I No, actually, I, I would invite my dad to I feel wedding. like, yeah, that is an old tradition, because I feel like that's maybe where... Asking for the father's permission came from, right? Because then, oh, so he's going to pay for it, so you need his permission. Yeah. 
Like, because, like, so at my friend's wedding, they had the whole giving away the daughter. And I wouldn't really want that on my wedding. I don't want to be, because I'm like, I don't want to be given away. Like, I'm just. Plus, with your dad. Yeah. That's a weird. Like, that's why I feel like, yeah, I would invite my dad to my wedding, but I wouldn't want him to walk me down the aisle. Because I'm like, you kind of had no part in my life. So, (laughs) I would rather my mom walk me down the aisle. Or your therapist. Or oh, my therapist. <laughs> Somebody, you know what? Someone said that he should walk me down the aisle. My I just fucking said, therapist. Oh, someone beside, yeah, like, like. Someone beside me said that? Yeah, like five years ago. Someone told me, they're like, hey, maybe your therapist can walk you down I feel like that's a real modern thing, though. I feel like a more modern thing. I mean, I'm guessing that's, that's totally breaking, like, the therapist and not supposed to be part of your private life thing, but, like. No, I would have my mom walk me down the aisle. That would, yeah, that would work. Because it's like, why does it have to be a dude? And what? <laughs> I'd invite my therapist to my wedding. Or maybe he can officiate the wedding. Or he can translate yeah. for Spider. Well, you know, the wedding I went to, the I think it was the girl's friend who was a Wiccan witch. Uh-huh. She gave him away. Cause she, and she had like some cool like earthy green book and everything. Um, For my friend's wedding, her brother gave them away. And that was really sweet because he was he like took all the classes just for to do it. And he wrote his, the, he wanted to write the, like, the speech or whatever. Um, yes. One of the, my favorite quotes from his, because he was, like, really nervous. So he was delivering the speech very, like, matter-of-factly. Yeah. And he had said, he's like, and now these rings, which represent tiny handcuffs. But he said it in a way that was just like, yes, they're just his tiny handcuffs without... <laughs> I thought it was really funny, but I don't think it's that funny when I repeat it. <laughs> okay. Um, so to anyone listening, what is your idea of a perfect wedding? Yeah. Like, or the perfect idea of a bachelor party? Because even that one I went to, we talked about it in a previous episode. Listen to Mutually Awkward Podcast on iTunes. Um, you know, it, it could be a good time. Like, what is your perfect ideal situation? So my bachelor party i first of all i don't want to extend it to just girls only i want it to be all my friends so you're invited to my bachelorette party events but if, if it's called a, it shouldn't be called a bachelorette party well, oh i guess it should be can you're the bachelorette right yeah, yeah you're my friend yeah i would go but do i have to be the only no i, I don't have to be no, the only i'll guy invite pa- yeah pat yeah. carla will come yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> he won't be the only dude um so <laughs> it's either going to be escape room or karaoke. Or you know what? Or both. It's both. I don't know why It's one. both. We could have easily... It's both. Because Escape Room's only one hour anyway. And we did that last night, and then we could have easily just walked the karaoke yeah. afterwards. Okay, so my, my bachelor party, it'll be a whole day excursion too. Um, maybe we could go... I never thought about this. But definitely it's going to be Escape Room, and then we're going to end it with karaoke. Maybe we could do live karaoke. Just live karaoke is just really fun. And uh, we go skating again. Basically get re- a pre... Like a preview to my wedding. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it should be, yeah. <laughs> so it'll just be skating and singing and escaping. With the theme. With the theme of okay, the but it'll be like, okay, fine. It's not going to be skating because, okay, it's going to be escape room and I'm going to choose like the, the music theater theme and then we could go karaoke because it's like singing. So, and then in the daytime we can like, I have to think about this more. Next episode. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be sure to revisit this subject. Okay. What's, okay. what's your... Have you thought about your dream bachelor party? Uh, to, I mean, it would just... Because the thing is, I don't like... Here's the thing. Here's is where we're really different. Uh-huh. You like celebrating... Like, you love celebrating your birthday. Yeah. Where me, I will like leave 
I will leave the country. Like when, in Hong Kong, I went to Thailand for my birthday because I just didn't want to party. Here, I went to Austin during my week birthday weekend because I didn't want to have a birthday. I don't like celebrating myself. What about instead of a bachelor so, party, we just podcast it? That would be perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. So your bachelor party. A power hour. Yeah. Why don't we do a power hour? Will you be drinking by then? I. You know what? Okay. So there's. So basically. Paige is not drinking right now. By yeah, the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying sober because of some stuff. Um, but I'll, like. I'll be sober next month, and I'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, but. but but I do, so I already know there's going to be certain points in my life where I will, I will sacrifice <laughs> sleep and I will drink and I will do a power, oh no, I could do a power hour if it's in the daytime. I mean, sure, we can do a power, yeah. Yeah, so, get, so why don't we, we for, we'll get destroyed drunk and just pass out. Yeah, okay, we could do that. So I'll, so we just podcast our day. So your bachelor party is a podcast. Perfect. Bam. Damn. Yeah. Okay, All cool. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay, so another stuff. So while you were at that wedding, mm-hmm. I went to New York last week to go to a gig, and I didn't tell you about the trip yet. So okay, yes. But, okay, first, so first of all, New York's back is probably being the best city that I've ever been to again. Like, even though I don't like to say it, it's just really fun. I don't know. I don't know if you could beat it. I don't know. Is it? But is it some place you would want to move to? Or is it just your well, favorite so I ta- city? Okay, so I talked about that. So okay, so let me just go over the trip. So I went with my friend Candice, mm-hmm. who works as a flight attendant, and mm-hmm. she pretty much said, Vince, next time you travel somewhere, let me know, and I'll come, because I could fly really cheap, and I like to go places. So I met her at LAX after work. We flew to New York, and okay, so first of all, we got there. We, got, we landed in JFK. There was some diner in JFK. We went there. First of all, we met the greatest waiter. I believe his name was Ollie. And he was such a dick to us, like such a sassy, but he was like sassy okay. in a lovable way. Okay, by the way, the way um, Candace and I were friends, we were both working at a restaurant together uh-huh. like a long time ago. Then she, when I moved to Hong Kong, she got a job for Cathay and started hanging out in Hong Kong. It's, it's crazy how we stayed in each other's lives. And now she lives like down the street. So she does? Pretty, well, maybe like five minutes away. Where is she? Car, oh. like, like a couple blocks. Oh, like wow. a little bit. Yeah, so it's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and, um, yeah, so we went to this diner and this dude was like, it was like, when we landed in New York, it was like six in the morning, five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we're getting like some food and first of all, he's like, oh, hey guys, so you want some coffee or anything? It's like, oh, can we have some time to order? Like, sure, don't worry about it. I'll be back. Like, you take all the time in the world. And then, so we make our order. I order like pancakes or something and she orders like a piece of like pie like so do you guys want some like buffalo wings with that it's five in the morning <laughs> and he's saying and we're like no he's like all right you're missing out and he just goes and he's just giving us like these little remarks but they're he'll you can just tell he does not give a shit about his job but the way he's like really sassy to us is hilarious i could kind of imagine that where you're like you can't really get mad because you're like it's kind of Yes, it was, yeah. yeah, it was, and, 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 and at first we were both kind of tired, we didn't get it, it was like, did he just offer us buffalo wings, like, right now, <laughs> and then give us kind of shit for not wanting to order them, and then, because, and since we both used to wait tables together, we both, like, were getting everything that was happening, mm-hmm. um, so we eventually go to our hostel in Brooklyn, um, we were staying in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. and we took a nap, we, we got to our room, um, and we took a nap, we slept all afternoon, and she had some friends there who met us there later, and we eventually drove into the city and went ice skating in Bryant Park. When you say drove, 
Each of oh, her friend had a car. Oh, okay. One of her friends, uh, one of the dude there had a car. Uh-huh. It was like, oh, the, the girl was her friend, and that was the dude was her boy, the friend's boyfriend. Uh-huh. So we drove there, and um, so we went, and you and I went ice skating last yes, year. Yes, we did. And I can tell you that I still suck at <laughs> ice skating. <laughs> um, it did bring me like really into the Christmas mood though, because like that's a really Christmassy thing to do. Yeah. Especially ice skating in New York City. Yes. Like that's it's like that's like iconic. I think. Yeah, like I wouldn't, I would, I would probably wouldn't have wanted to pay twenty six bucks to do it. Oh, is it twenty six dollars? Yeah. How much we? I feel like probably fifteen. Oh, okay. Like I feel like it's not like that. Half. Yeah, because Almost. not that many. Yeah, and we, probably that. And then we had to like pay ten dollars for a lock, or I did. Oh wow. Yeah, so it was like what, but like, it was it was pretty cool skating, and maybe like forced them to really say, all right, this year I'm gonna learn how to ice skate because everyone's looking like they're having fun. Was the rink it. bigger than the one in Pershing Square? Way bigger. Oh. Uh, because um, Candace had said, oh, we should go to the Madison Square Garden one. But for me, I was like, that's too mainstream. I don't want to do it. Even though Bryant Park is not that far from it. And also, it's going to be super crowded because that's the one where everyone wants to go, uh-huh. right? So we just went to this other one, which is still really huge. And they uh-huh. have a big tree there. So we skated. And then um, r- randomly, Candace is like, oh, I got to go shopping for stuff. <laughs> and um, so she left me with her two friends who I didn't know that well. Wait, and she just Yeah, she just left? Ran, first off, she's kind of a scatterbrained a little uh-huh. bit. Like, she's a little rah, everywhere. And um, so I was kind of annoyed. Um, I would later find out that she was, like, buying my Christmas present. Because oh. I had told her I had bought her something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got me nothing. Which totally makes sense. But at that point, I was annoyed. And uh-huh. I was tired of being around, like, Times Square. Because that area cause it was, like, really crowded there. Yeah. And I was starting to get an anxiety attack. Yeah. So at one point, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go look for some pizza. I'll meet up with you two later. And they said they were going to go back with her. And I just promptly, like, went back to the subway and texted her, like, angrily. I'm going to the, I'm going to Brooklyn. I'll see you later. <laughs> and I ended up, ended up just wandering around. Um, it was pretty cool just walking around. Um, I eventually met up at the hostel that night. There was a little bit of awkwardness because no, I had just disappeared. and was, like, ignoring her calls for a while. <laughs> but we, we patched it up. Uh-huh. And um, the next day, what did we do the next day? The next day, I think, oh, we, we hung out. We, we, we ate in Williamsburg. Um, one of the places Ivy had recommended, and then we went to the. She wanted to go to the. For some reason, she wanted to go to the Museum of Sex. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's it's the Museum of Sex uh-huh. is pretty interesting because it shows the origin of like pornography, and it shows the origin of like prostitution in the UK and in America, and there's like you know you you can see a scene from Deep Throat, that '70s movie, this girl taking a giant dick in her mouth. Uh-huh. Like it was crazy. I mean, it was pretty awesome. And um, the, the best thing that I saw, which is worth mentioning in the podcast, was the story of the necrophiliac hom- homosexual duck. What? Rapist duck. What? Who, it was a case where this this guy had observed that some ducks try to rape other ducks. And, they're, and, they're, and, they're, and the other ducks trying to get away, and they were chasing them. And this was a, this was a male duck trying to rape another male duck. And the duck who was being chased crashed into a wall of this guy's school, died, and he and the scientist guy observed this duck go up to the dead duck and start fucking it. And there was photos of this duck on top of this dead duck, and these two dude duck and he's fucking this other duck. Right, my mouth was open. Yeah, the time when it, was it was the first and only case of this, and that guy. And that guy won like a Nobel Prize. What? Because he just saw. Yeah, it, we wrote. He wrote this like essay about it. I like, got it published and everything. And not at the Nobel Peace Prize, but some Nobel Prize. 
and he won some like award for this like thing that he got published in because everything. he witnessed this freak yeah. occurrence. <laughs> and it was just an occurrence of ducks that they that you know they fucked dead ducks. Oh my god, that was insane. That's <laughs> disturbing. I'm disturbed. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was the best part, and then you got to see like all these instances of like animals having sex. So and... you saw the photos of the dead duck. Yeah, and they and then they they also had cases of like you know, primates. Like pro- female primates prostituting themselves for food, like offering a, like yeah, like 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 she'll offer herself to the male primate if he gives her like a banana or something like wow. that. It's hilarious. Oh my yeah. Gosh. So, and then like the, yeah, and they said there's like a lot of instances in like homosexual activity within the animal kingdom, uh-huh. which puts a pretty good case against people who say it's it's like an unnatural yeah. thing. It's like well, look at all these animals <laughs> who do it, right? Yeah. So it's like. Like so, I actually learned some things. Like, cause I didn't know yeah. they were like gay animals, except I did witness a, two dogs humping each other, male dogs humping each other when I was a teenager. My brother could attest to this, and my our friend Derek, and we were laughing at it because we were fifteen. And some girl lady pulled up some mom, and she's like, "Both of those dogs are males, you fucks!" <laughs> and then she drove off. But um, that could be a dominance thing. It could. Oh yeah, so, I mean that's true. Yeah, but yeah. but or they or, could just yeah. like each other. No, but they also have the story of like two penguins. Oh yeah, they adopted a rock, right? Yo, you, oh, you heard about that story. So I they mean, had a thing about it at the museum, and mm-hmm. like, they weren't sexual together, but they were pretty much giving up all the signals of like the typical penguin couple. Uh-huh. So they were doing things together, and they looked, and they actually had, a, they looked, and, and they had this cute little cartoon of them, like, like a comic next to them, like, being all happy and smiling. <laughs> And like someone left a rock there, and they pretended it was a baby, but they were getting sad. And eventually, they found like this abandoned baby penguin and gave it to them, and they treated it like their own child and stuff. Oh my it god, was, that's so sweet. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was. And then they, they all got broken, and then and then it got sad. Cause, like I think the zoo separated them. Why would they do that? I don't know. Because they were against gay animals or what? Well, one of the penguins now is with a female penguin, and. I don't know what happened to the other penguin. This is almost like a dramatic human story. I know. Like, I'm like, whoa. This could be a movie. Like, <laughs> happy Feet 3. <laughs> More like Sad Feet. Sad Feet, yeah. Um, anyway, so after the sex museum, Candace was sleepy, so she wanted to go back to... And the show was that night. The night so I had originally went, wanted to go to New York. I bought the tickets in August to see Nightmare Review. I think I'll probably use their song for this end, for this episode. Just why not, right? Yeah. They're one of my favorite bands. I had lost... One of the earliest gigs I went to and I last saw them in 2008 so a long ass time ago and you know really into them I even used one of their lyrics in like the screenplay that I wrote in um, the film I got the Jules in me the film oh, that, I, that I wrote uh-huh. so I was really into this band back in the day and they hadn't done anything in five years and in the summer they announced we're having a show in New York City and we're playing our entire first album which is like their is a perfect album uh-huh. their second album was Balls uh-huh. this one was great and I was like, all right, I'm going to buy the ticket. It was 20 bucks and see if I could go to New York. I don't know where I'll be, but we're in life. But hopefully I could go. Mm-hmm. And so I made it there. And it's going to be in the Bowery Ballroom. And um, yeah, so that night was the show. So Candace was going to meet me there later. So at that point, I had met, I was going to meet up with Stephanie, mm-hmm. who had met at the Austin Zine Festival. Okay, this was crazy too. So Stephanie was as a, as a fellow zine maker like you and I. Mm-hmm. I had seen her read in Boston, her awesome zine. Um, and then I figured, oh, I want to say hi and buy her zine, but I'll see her at the zine festival the next day. There it turned out she wasn't selling at the Boston Zine Festival, only reading. Mm-hmm. So I missed out. And then a month later, when I went to Austin, there was this girl's tabling next to me. And 
I thought she looked familiar, so we were chit-chatting, and she showed me her zines, and I was like, oh my god, you were in Boston last month! And, and she's like, you were there too? What the fuck? So we had, so we became friends in Austin, we hung out a little bit, and I told her I'm probably going to come to New York in December, and so we met up that night at this bar. Her two cousins were in town from Florida, and one of her cousin's boyfriends, and yeah, we were just hanging out, drinking, having a good time. It was really, isn't that crazy? That yeah. That, that's one thing about zines, this amazing page, is how like... Yeah, like we, you know, this like zines are connecting people from all over the yeah, country. Yeah, it brings people together. Yeah. yeah, and we had been, and now like this random zinester, we hung out three months in a row in three different cities. That's so cool. And, yeah, in the span of three months. Yeah, and not like twice in the East Coast. Now and in Texas. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we hung out, got drunk, and I was having a good time. Like I was getting, I was drinking a lot. And I was like, well, the show's probably going to start late, so I'll go whenever. I just wanted to hang out. Her cousin's really cool. They're, they're, oh, she's from the Bronx, too. And so she's a really sweet girl, but she has, you could tell, but she says, like, yeah, the Bronx attitude could come out on me. And her cousins definitely had it. Like, they seemed really cool. And um, then Candace called and said, oh, I'm actually at the show at 8 on the dot. And um, so I was like, oh, man, I got to go. I don't want to leave her alone there. So I said bye. But I made plans to see, hang out with Stephanie the next night. Mm-hmm. So we went to the show. An amazing gig. Um... You know, it was a super emotional show for me. And everyone there, because everyone knew every song by heart. Mm-hmm. And some of the band members had gone fat, because they've become <laughs> fat dads over the years. But, like, it was cool seeing them. And, uh, um, yeah, at one point I was like, oh, my fucking God. And two dudes in front of me were like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, dude, I think that might, this is a, definitely a candidate for gig of the year for me. Okay. I don't know if it'll beat Matt and Kim from... In spring, but this was real. It was a really good time, and yeah. After the show, me and Candace just wandered around. She wanted to see. I guess the Macy's window is really famous, mm-hmm. and they had some peanuts shit. I didn't really care about that, but I was kind of drunk, and yeah, it was a good night. Wandering in the city till one a.m. Went to our hostel, went to bed, and the next day was pretty chill. I had to move to a new hostel near Central Park because. And the one in Brooklyn, we had shared a room together, so I was gonna get my own. Cause she was, oh, she's from Taiwan, so she was going to Taiwan for Christmas. Oh. That day, and I had one more night in New York, mm-hmm. so I checked into a new hostel near Central Park, and yeah, um, so we had our final lunch together, and then she went back, and then she went to the airport, mm-hmm. and so I met up with Stephanie that night. We went to Shake Shack in the park. Which was really cool because it was like hidden behind all these trees and lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, Shake Shack is kind of like there in and out, uh-huh. but better because it's like a little bit more high. It's not so much fast food. It's a little bit more expensive, like eleven dollar meals. Mm-hmm. And I got some Christmas shake, and it was just a cool night. Like we we're just hanging out, um, just talking, just talking all night. At one point, we left after Shake's got coffee and just started walking around the city. Like I think I think we were in Chelsea, just walking around all night. Yeah, just talking about random stuff from like, you know old TV shows like Smallville to like he's making zines and we went to a coffee shop just talking about how we make zines and it was a cool night like those classic Woody Allen movies just walking around together and um after that we we came to this comedy show called the Gotham Comedy Show and yeah we went in and saw a comedy gig you know I've been going to comedy shows a lot lately so that was really fun and um yeah that was the night now actually that might be a favorite night in New York just because it was a good you know you know just walking and talking and hanging out that's one of my favorite things to do Yeah. yeah Yeah, I, I hate to say the gig wasn't the best part, but that was just a really good time. Or the gig was great, but then you had a more awesome time, so it just became a more awesome yeah, trip. Yeah, 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 and like especially because like when you meet someone new, I didn't. I thought we were only gonna hang out once. I thought oh we'd hang out at the bar only, and that would be mm-hmm. it. 
but she had wanted to hang out the next day. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, this is like a real friend now. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she has a boyfriend. If she didn't have a boyfriend, I would totally be into her. Like, she's like <laughs> cool, really chill, but like, it's cool. She's a friend, so I like uh-huh. her. And yeah, so yeah, like, um, it was a fun time. Um, and I, yeah, I went to a zine shop right before that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was oh, the printed zine. matter? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really cool. I forgot to mention this other bookstore that I went to called the Strand Bookstore. Oh my gosh, you went to the Strand? Yeah, that was before I met up with Stephanie the, the night, the first night on Saturday and yeah and it's a huge fucking book you know about it yeah because one of my favorite artists he does all the the, the artwork because you know there's a lot of paintings yeah, yeah. he does all the artwork for that it's a really cool book yeah, yeah so yeah. I've always wanted to go there I have never been there next time you go to New York yeah, yeah. next time yeah. we should go to yeah. New York together well because your first New York trip was kind of like crazy it was like with a douchebag and it wasn't fun right or something like well, that well that was so I've been to New York several times the first time I was like kid so I don't really this is my third time yeah like and then the second time it was with the high school friend and that was quite fun um the last time was with my ex-boyfriend and that was a miserable time because he is a miserable person and, and that kind of soured new york yeah and so i think it i became yeah it was kind of like i had such bad memories i just didn't want to go back or for a while but i always wanted to go when i was ready i wanted to redo it so i could mm-hmm. not have those memories of new york I think maybe that's why, like, I haven't wanted to go to New York for a long time. But I do want to go with you. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. See, for me, New York is the first place I ever went to by myself. When I turned 21, I went there. I said, I want to travel somewhere. So I went there. And that was my first time going somewhere by myself. So I didn't really know what to do there. I pretty much only went to the tourist spots, like Mm -hmm. Empire State Building and Statue of Liberty. Second time was a family trip with my mom and my brother. It was okay, but then it's just mainly showing my mom around. Mm-hmm. So this time was my first time. And I was thinking about this when we were walking around. I was like, wow. Like, this is my first time. I, mean, I have friends in New York now. And I came with a friend. And I'm actually going to all the real, more local type neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is, like, the first time. I, I, I kind of came to an epiphany. Like, this year was the year I realized I enjoyed being an adult. Because I could do things. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's nice. <laughs> You're like, I finally feel the independence. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, just, it's like, wow, it's actually pretty nice. Like, it's cool being able to do that, you know? Yeah. And um, the next, oh, so, I, you know, I was posting pictures on Instagram and Facebook. And I got a message from one of our old coworkers, Fiona, who said, oh, I'm in New York randomly. Oh, really? Yeah. And she had mentioned to me, like, third day there and it's like it's like what the fuck so like yeah it's a sunday i only had a couple hours in new york so I was like oh we should meet up for lunch there mm-hmm. so i hung out with fiona which wow i did not expect that to happen wait fiona she used to be a receptionist the right? receptionist girl i just hung out i saw her in london she told me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. really yeah, random yeah, too yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it was like it's like ball like first of all i'm not think I was hanging out with anyone from Hong Kong there uh-huh. and then well, she was like what though it's, like, well, it's cool so I had someone to hang out with on my final day yeah um uh, so I, we went to at this pl- we went to this place that Stephanie had recommended um called I think it's called Amy Ruth's it's a chicken and waffle place in Harlem mm. and Harlem is really cool um it's like a really historical black neighborhood all the menus in the restaurant was named after famous black people the president and um, my favorite one was like the Gabriel Union, the Gabriel Union <laughs> option. It was a really, and the food was really good. And um, yeah, it was it was cool catching up with her. She said she preferred London to New York City, mm. so I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, of course, someone from Hong Kong to like the British thing better. The colonization. <laughs> like, uh, steal the men. No, I'm not, okay, never mind. But, uh, 
I mean, I don't know, because you've been to London, so you could probably do a better comparison. Yeah, no, but for me, every time I go back to New York, yeah. I still, I mean, I know last time it was soured, but I still loved being there, and all I was, I just wished I was in better com- with better company, and, you know, yeah. but I, I always enjoy being there, so I feel like there's um, definitely London and New York more comparable compared to, like, LA or something, Yeah. but I also feel like they're very different, like, I, um, New York definitely feels more urban and stuff, London doesn't. That's what she know. said, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I just feel like even as cool as, as much as I love Portland and Austin this year, it still feels like, oh, New York's like the base of everything, you know? Like, it, is, it is like it way is. older than those of course, places, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah it just feel, you just feel it in yeah. the air. And um, yeah, that was New York, December 2015. Nice. Yeah, the final trip of the year. It was pretty good. And then I came back and you're in LA still. Yeah. So like it was like, one of the things I want to do for this episode is this is the last time we're going to be podcasting for this year. What were your, you know, what is, so I told you my takeaway this year was, was probably like, I enjoy being an adult. Like I realized that this year, it's like, oh, it's nice, you know, doing these things. What would you say your takeaway for 2015 was? Um, let me think. My takeaway for 2015 is, it was a lot more about self-acceptance. Like, I think, I mean, we've talked, we talked. Not to get too into it, but, like, we've talked about um, being diagnosed with bipolar, and then that kind of really, I had to come to terms with a lot of things about myself through that. And this was all towards the later half of the year, but almost everything I've been going through now is more, it's related to that, you know, and I feel like my relationships with certain people um, have improved because of it. With some people, not, not, but that's, like, one person out of, like, everyone else kind of thing. So, so I, it's almost like to t- go into 2016, I want to continue more of that, like, just to kind of, like, not, I don't want to say deal with myself, but just know who I am as a person. Because I always felt like I knew who I was, you know what I mean? But now I know myself even more, and most of it is, like, my shortcomings and just kind mm-hmm. of seeing how I can like, move further with my shortcomings kind of thing. So, yeah. Self-acceptance. So, we, we both kind of, and I feel like being the adulting was my kind of self-acceptance. Mm. So, I think we're, so I guess this year was the year of, like, self-acceptance. I actually agree with you on that. Like, mm-hmm. I actually feel a lot about that about myself this year, too. It's like, wow, I kind of, I guess this year and last year were probably the two years where I felt like, oh, this is who I'm becoming now. And I, yeah. like, and I kind of like that. Me too. Yeah. Like, you know, because I've always told people, almost, like, a lot of times I say things, and they're like, they really are jokes, but I'm half serious, and I would, I always told people I can't wait to turn 30, because I feel like when I'm 30, I'm going to be freaking awesome, and it's because I know, like, I'm working towards, like, not an idealized version of myself, but I'm, I'm always trying to better myself, so I figured I'd I'd be more knowledgeable and just wiser at 30 compared to like 25 which it just makes sense yeah and already I feel like I'm on my way like I feel when I say wiser I'm not like oh I know all the secrets of the universe but more just (laughs) like wiser within myself I guess and that's really important to me so yeah so 2016 should be pretty 
It's makes, I'm just gonna yeah. keep making it every year. Yeah. I think I tweeted this a long time ago. I was like, every year I realize I just have to make it more about myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's a lot going with your gut too. You know. Yeah. Like, so like I I've been in LA for a year now, and I moved back. I felt in my gut that it was time, and I was kind of hanging on that too, where it's like because you said, oh, either London or move back. Yeah. So when I had left EF, oh, shit. When I had left my job. I had, an, I had gotten an offer to transfer to Shanghai. I had always wanted to live in mainland China, and I, that would have been a cool experience. But my gut was telling me, like, you know, no, nah, you don't really yeah. want to do that. And um, I'm a, I, this whole year, I've been pretty much overall a lot happier. Yeah, I think that's what I was doing when I kept retelling my, like, what I, my vision from the next step, you know, to see if I was okay with that decision. And now I realize, no, I don't. Even if I got the offer, I don't want to move to London. I don't, I don't want to move anywhere. I just want to move back. And um, I was having a talk with a friend, though, because cause we're like INFPs, right? So for us, gut feeling is really just how we roll. Yeah. But my friend, he's an ISFP. And so he, he was going through some sort of, like, life crisis. And he was talking about his process. And it was just so different from ours. Cause my, for me, I'm just like gut, gut feeling, you know? And he's yeah. like... He was like, I'm not familiar with that concept. I mean, he was kind of joking, but he doesn't He doesn't go with gut feeling. He goes with, like, he kind of, because he's an S, so it's, like, sensing. So he was, like, going over, like, different possibilities, like, in his mind and stuff. If and it's the best choice or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like, I, actually, he explained it to me, but I still don't really get it because I don't do that. <laughs> so I was, like. like pro-conning it in his mind, maybe? I think so. Like, he weighs a lot. He has a lot more options to weigh. Because for us, it's just one option, the gut. Like, this is what I want. I know this is what I feel yeah. that I want. So I'm going to do it. No yeah, exactly. Because like, he was like, so how do you make your decisions? I'm like, I just, he's like, how do you know? I'm like, I just know. I just know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Feeling. Yeah, perfect. Um, I think we're almost... Good for this episode. Before we sign off, we should do a, a Michael's Musings. <laughs> just because, um, you know. Michael's Musing to take us to 2016. Yeah, what he's been doing up to. So this is the part of the show where we go to Moving Michael's Facebook page and read one of his status updates. December 16th. Okay. Every day, like clockwork, my supervisor drags her moldy body down the hall and into my workspace and says in her broken English, Miko, you want work the overtime Saturday? Or Miko, you want two hour overtime after? And every day I smile and say, not really. I'm the single person in my department who doesn't take the overtime. Why? Because it isn't worth my soul. <laughs> my soul and mind, which are unfulfilled, uh, my, my, my soul and mind, which are unfulfilled enough. My whimpering, famished brain screaming for personal time. I'm like a mother goat selling my breast milk for security while my growing children or my mind get less and drag about from day to day. Little more than cut skin and broken bones. That's the plan. That's the agenda. Let's milk him for everything he's worth and let him go when he is nothing. He needs no pleasure, just a bed to lie in and hands that lift 10 hours a day and 6 days a week. New to you, work people. Nobody has taken my weekend, 
I'll die fighting and be buried a corpse who never worked more than five days a week and eight hours a day. And that is Michael's Musings, the part of the show where we read a post from Movie Michael's Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> he should make a fan page. He should. Or, you know, I just, you or know, you make one so, for so him. more people could just read this. Um, okay, here's a, here's a shorter one from December 17th, one day later. Every day at work, I see the same obese fella eat a huge plate of chili fries. It's like, what? It's like watching someone put a gun to their head in slow motion. And that is his post. Much shorter than the one before. I gotta hand it to him. He has a way with words. It's like poetic. You know, from our last zine, everyone's favorite story was either yours or his. So, there you go. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Michael. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't met him. Um, oh, he might be coming over, so maybe you guys might okay tonight. Yeah, because yeah. um, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't met your yeah. brother. Yeah, because he should be coming around 8.30, so if are we eating still after this? Mm, we could. Well, I'm not hungry because uh-huh. I had a late lunch, but. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's been Michael's Musings, and that has been um, Mutually Awkward episode blah, 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 blah. Uh, um, you know. Let us know, mutuallyawkward at gmail.com. Um, our phone number is on the website. I forgot, I can't remember. No, let us know what your takeaway for 2015 was. And if you think about getting married, what your dream wedding would be. And think about your dream bachelor slash bachelorette party yeah. while you're at it. Yeah. And also your New Year's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know what? And your best, yeah, your best shit of the year, your favorite movies of the year, your favorite gig of the year, yeah. you know, album of the year, whatever. What's your favorite stuff of the year? Yeah. And what was the worst, too? I want to, I want to know the negative stuff. Yeah, well, let's talk about worst humans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. So, yeah. Um, all right. Keep it awkward. Bye. And catch your breath, you're only working Towards your death, for us the days go by They go by oh so slow With your blonde hair and gaping eyes And tingles down my nervous spine And now the days go by They go by oh so slow But I'm yours if you want it I can be Upon your back.
Your heart's dried up, I can't relate to that 